All righty. Well, look at that. Imagine that. It only took that. us 40 minutes. <laughs> That's all. No big deal. I'm exhausted. I'm exhausted from this show already. So I said, Stuart has only two jobs as dictated by my father before he married in is to drive and die. And now we know that it's also to provide super Wi-Fi capabilities and internet. Jess, you said Scott's got more? Scott has to kill bugs. I could do that. Okay. Hey, you know what the problem is? I'll tell you what the problem what? is. Women don't listen. That's the problem. Hold on. I'll get back to that. Oh, my God. You need a fucking beating. Have you not met us? Do you know us, John? Hey, listen. I just spent 40 minutes trying to get you to do something, and you said that you didn't pay attention and you didn't listen to me. And then the next thing you know, finally, when you do what I tell you, everything worked out right. So are you going to really oh sit there and tell me that it's me and not you? I mean, is that yes, actually Yes, it's gonna, definitely you. You were going to try that? it was that? you. What are we of arguing course about? it's not me. Why are we arguing? Well, okay, let's bring everybody up to speed. Because what happened was we tried a new technology before we went on here. We tried to go to Facebook no, Live. No, we didn't. We did we, not try. We it. tried. We tried. We, we went. Well, we, we failed, failed at but trying we, it. we tried and failed. It's okay. Oh my God. It's like herding cats with these two. So when we got there, the problem was that Melissa. Say pussies. Don't say cats. Say pussies. All right. It's like trying to herd pussies. It is like herding pussies. Who am now that's I? That's more accurate. Wait a minute. Maybe cunts. Maybe cunts is the right <laughs> word. It's like herding cunts. Twats even might be Has more anyone, dear listener, have you ever tried to do that? Wait a minute. Who am I? The the uh, owner of the New England Patriots? Ha <laughs> 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 All right, so we were trying to go live on Facebook so you could see our face. Actually, uh, Jessica was putting on makeup. Melissa didn't give a shit, and I had a hat on. <laughs> so what she sounded, Melissa sounded like Max Headroom, and we were trying to walk her through stuff. And she starts, she gets so frustrated, she won't listen. And, and this is better yet, she doesn't do what you ask her. So you're like, all right, let's do a force quit. No, nah, I'm not doing a force quit. I already did a force quit. No, you didn't. Because I you did. Didn't, I no. first quit everything. Okay. I'm not going to talk about this. Computer. Like, all right. Correct. Right now, dear listener. You're right. They don't care. This, don't. Is, this is just. They a, do not care. Can we just right this fucking show? Of good times and good. Okay. Right, so the topic at hand is what the fuck is your spouse for? That's your, that's the topic at hand. Main purpose. Drive. Main purpose. From father to son-in-law. Kill, kill bugs for Scott. Go ahead. No. My father told my husband, you want a happy marriage? Get a cleaning lady. Doesn't matter how broke you are, she can't clean the house. And it's not that I, yeah, he's right. I can't do it. I I would do it if I could do it, but I can't do it, so I don't do it. Right? You know like I I don't notice when it's dirty. I've never been taught how to do it. We've always had a cleaning lady growing up. My mother had a cleaning lady, even though they were piss broke. Everyone, you know, like priorities, we, bitch, priorities. Yeah, yeah. Like I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. Well, my mom had she has three siblings, so that's probably why my grandmother just couldn't keep up with it. Um. But yeah, that was the. But that's not his job is to pay for the cleaning lady. It's also he needs to kill bugs. That's not my job. Also, I would like it if he would take the trash out, but currently it's too far and he can't breathe, so I have to do it. But I grumble and piss and moan every time. Also, I would like it if he did oil changes, but I'm not that lucky. Car maintenance, car maintenance in general. It would be awesome if he would do all the car maintenance, but that's me. He refuses. That's just me being a princess because he works and I. Can just do whatever. Yeah, you I can want. just take. Why can't you just drive to the Jiffy Lube and have it done? You're sitting there. Because it's annoying and I don't want to. Oh. That's why. Ma oh. Where Manny, Moe, and Jack await your presence. I don't want to. 
Okay. That's it. I don't want to. Okay. You know what? I go to every fucking toddler birthday party. Why can't he fucking take my car in for repair? That's all I'm saying. I don't see him showing up at the bouncy house. So you know what guys want our wives to do? It's very, very yeah, easy. Yeah, what what's our purpose besides right. dick sucking? All right. Yep, that's, that's it. Check. Three, that's three times a week. And then we want <laughs> to be fed and we want our clothes washed and dried. That's all we want. All right. Is that really it? Sex three times well, a week. I'm failing. Being fed. We don't care if it's takeout or whatever. We don't care. And uh, to have clean clothes. That's the three so you things said that we being need. fed, John. Does that mean you just don't want to think about what you're eating? You just want it to I be I want there? someone to say, hey, you? hey, hon, dinner's ready. Hey, hon, here's your coffee. Hey, hon, here's breakfast. Hey, hon, I packed your lunch. That's it. You know it. what? Not every husband. I would kill for a husband like that. But but I, I have to have the same conversation every day because if I make lasagna and he had pasta for lunch, dinner's ruined. Well, see, that's your so fault. So I have to have this. It's not because my fault. You didn't, t- you didn't find out what he was eating for lunch before you made dinner. That's what I'm saying, you know what? though. I can't just make it or make plans. Like, I have to ask. And then he's like, I don't know. I'm not, I have an appetite. I'm not in the mood. What do you want? What do you think? What do you want? Yeah, that's have? the then, worst conversation here. Well, what do you want? What do you want? Day. For us, it's more, where do you want to go? Where do you want to go? Same. Where do you same. Go? Same. Where, do, where should we order from? All right. So here's the, that's my here, conversation. Here's the thing. I'll give you ladies a little <sighs> bit of advice. I'm full of advice today. All right. Today's John's you advice. Are. So this is what you do. So instead of doing that, you say, guess where we're getting takeout from? And when they say the first thing, you go, yep, and that's it. How did you it. know? How did you You're know? You're so smart, baby. You, You're so you smart. Really, you need to spend more time with Scott because he would be like, really? That's what you want? And then I know it's not acceptable. But Jess, the simple solution for you is to say, to know in the morning what you're already feeding for dinner. And that way, if he fucks up his lunch because of it, that's his problem and not anything you did wrong. So you could plan the meals for the week. You can have him put them where he wants in the calendar. And then guess what? If you had pasta for lunch, A, you're an idiot because you knew we were doing this. And B, too fucking bad you're eating my lasagna too. And can you know I what? tell you something right now? If that I'm... does sound like a good idea planning, but I just never do it. Well, at least in the morning for nighttime. Just day by day is fine. And Go I have to John tell John. you something right now. Stuart is a saint because he came up there and he tried to work through things. And Melissa's like, get away. Make it work. <laughs> she did treats not. him horrible. You're inventing shit. I, I watched not. it. I watched Growing it. Growing up, I had a friend who was a boy. My, our mothers were best friends. And any time that we would be together, I don't know if she instructed him to help me at any turn. Make sure, I, he, I'm hoping she just said be nice to her. But he was constantly trying to help me with shit that I did not want help with. So it was like, here, let me get that for you. No, don't touch my toys. I will open it myself. And then I here, married him. <laughs> you're doing your homework wrong. It should be this or that. Let me figure it out. Like It would make me crazy. So as a result, I am very cruel to Scott, especially when he's trying to touch result. my computer. No, <laughs> but the reason why it pisses me off also is because, like, I don't think that – I think he's used to – he's grown up with women who are not technically – they're not interested in being technically savvy. So first thing he usually says to me is shit like, is it plugged in? Did you press start? And I just want to be like, I will scratch your fucking eyes out. Right, don't I just fucking ask me if it's fucking plugged in, you motherfucker. All right, so now I have oh. to go back to the time that it's we were so trying. In- it's just a meeting. Okay, stop, because I have to go back to the time where we were trying to figure out why your mic wasn't working, and you're like, and we're going through this stuff, and I said, is it plugged in? And you go, I'll scratch your eyes out. Of course it's plugged in. I said, I right, follow the cord. She followed the cord and held up the end that wasn't plugged in. 
that is a rare occasion. John, you're a fucking, you're, you're a producer. You're an editor. You do this all day long with crackheads. Why are we such a shock to you? It's true. No. It is absolutely uh, no. true. No. I'm not a crackhead. No, I know I my technology. If something's not, not right, if something's not right with my shit, don't ask me if it's plugged in or if I have it selected because that's just fucked up. I know what I'm doing most of the time. She's not a crackhead. She's had her head cracked, and that's usually the issue. That's different. That's different. <laughs> that's different. Uh, you know, we are right. commu- we're communicating so well. We want to tell you how well you guys have communicated with us. Oh, are we doing listener? We should have a um, a segment called like. Listener spew or something you, like that. I have a little card in here to call. It says listener communication. Does that work? That is what I'm looking for. All right. I like listener spew. I'm going to Yes, call that it would that. be great if our listeners would reach out to us a little bit more often and have it as Hello. a regular segment. But yes, we will tell you when we hear from you. John. All right. Go. Oh, so last week, I think we told a poo story. Oh, my God, I've retold that story seven times, and people are still laughing from days ago when I told it. It was the funniest story I think you've ever told. So, well, okay. So then we had a dear listener send us a poop picture. <laughs> I was yep. like, ooh, ooh, that's horrible. So here, dear listener, no poop pictures, poo stories. You can send us a poo story. We would like that. We would like a poo story. Would we, though? Yes, we would. would. We? Oh, my God. We love poo stories. What are you? Okay, Don't fine. pretend to be something we're not. We love Only poo stories. Only if it's poo in your pants. So usually your phone has a thing that you can record on, like a memo you can record on. So what you can do is you can record your little story, and then you can email it to us at brilliantobservations at gmail.com. Yep. And then it. I'll get it, and we can play it on the show. So that was cool. And then I got a lovely... Uh, message from Amy. I would love to be able to read it to you, but somebody went in to look at it and deleted it. I did not. I have it's it. It's not there. It's gone. I, I have it. I, I'll send I couldn't it find it. I looked and looked. Yeah, I couldn't find so it. So did I. I went back to look at it I, because it I was lovely. It via te- I also sent it via text yes, to you both did. of you in text. All right. So let, me see if I can, let me see if I can find it. Go. Hang on a second. I'll no find worries. it. I'll here, send I got it, again. it. I got it right here. No, don't. Okay, children. Jeez. Children. You know what this show is called Fist Fight. So, so oh, that would be amazing. We uh, we had it's some not going through. We she will not stop. I have it right here. I can read it right now. All right. Okay. Good. So we had an issue where we had some negative feedback, and then that I don't know is that over yet, ladies? Or is it, are it's we still? Over. Oh, is it, are we still scratching? Don't ask it out? Melissa. Because I, I'm, I, it was so bad. Like they attacked me so bad, they wouldn't even let me see it because they knew I would rebel and and respond. It's over in the sense that we're not discussing it anymore. Okay. I don't know what other kind of sense of over there could be. But I don't like, know. It's I don't over know if this behind the scenes, you guys are still fighting back and forth. I don't know. No. Okay, um, good. no, I guess not. We're just not. We're not anything. Okay. We're just like. So one of my favorite dear listeners, and she is my favorite dear listener, Amy, she sent a a, fa- a Facebook message to us and it said, John, you came to me endorsed by my good friend, Jess. So I started out biased in your favor, but then I got to know your own air personality. And at the same time, my good friend, Melissa came to know you personally. I admit I bristled at your early episodes and was emotionally protective of my friends at first. I guess I was picking on you guys and they, they, they thought I was picking on you. I'm not 100% sure. 
they didn't get the Big Brother vibe. Okay, so oh, then, I guess so, so is that, that what it is? Yes. Yeah, so she goes on to say, "I would grumble to them about sharing what I thought should be their spotlight. There were times I felt your contributions were out of step with theirs, but I kept listening. You three kept talking, and now I no longer feel that way. Your contributions don't diminish their spotlight; they focus it. I don't actually know you, but it seems weird to say that. But I really have come to know you and like you. That's a testament to your voice, literally and figuratively." In this shared endeavor, you give the right amount of shit most days and understand when it's time to take shit they give you most days. I'm grateful I get to eavesdrop on the three each week. You make them better and only occasionally worse before ultimately better again. They do the same for you. Stay So stay charming, sweet, bombastic. I think of you every drive through and I'm glad mm-hmm. you're finding love with the Canuck. You deserve it. So how sweet was that? That She's was lovely. Favorite. She's a yes. sweet girl. Yeah, she's really sweet. And you know what? What she's saying isn't necessarily just her experience because every show takes a while to get their footing and their chemistry right. Like if you listen to like the first episodes of Elsie and I, it's a little awkward and a little stiff. And, you know, it's a, sometimes it's too personal. Sometimes it's too informative. Like we it took a while before we got our groove. So like that only makes sense that she's like, wait, why is he? What's happening? And, you know, we had to get used to each other. Dear listener, we're 68 episodes in and I'll let you know when we are when we hit our stride. <laughs> I'll let we're, you know I when think to we're start getting listening. there. We're getting there. We're getting there. I think I just I feel like we're striding. I can be very bristly and in my opinions. I understand that, but they're still my opinions. And there's nothing wrong with having an opinion. And there's nothing wrong with the dear listener not liking my opinion. All right. But my there are ish- times where I don't like your fucking opinion. Exactly. And I'll tell you, it's fine. Exactly. Everybody right. doesn't have to agree all the time. That that would make this show the most annoying show. It would I couldn't even do it, not to mention listen to it. Well, and I explained to the person who have mentioned like your participation or lack thereof and that every co-host that I have and right now it's four, even though I do three shows, it's four co-hosts and I could not be more different from Elsie. Right. I could not be more different from Mark. I could not be more different from you. And even though Melissa and I have a very similar background, we have like opposite personality. Like we're very different. We're very different. It's not like Scott would roll over and see me and be like, oh, you're Jessica. Like we're very different. We are. She is much in some ways she is much kinder. And in some ways she is much meaner. Yeah. (laughs) And like and we're like, I think we compliment each other that way. I think you and I compliment each other. You know, we all understand each other for different reasons. And, and if we didn't, and I, I actually, before this happened, did not realize how different my co-hosts are from me. But I think that's what makes a good show. Like, John, you're editing the show I have with Mark. It yeah. works, right? Yes. My problem with the whole thing is when someone comes and listens and then they want to protect the world from the show. It's like, okay, we don't like it. We find it offensive. So now we're going to go out there and rail and protest it's a freaking stupid podcast. Again, you can just turn it off. I think it's ridiculous that we would even be seen as offensive. Um, but I yeah. do want you to know, because you just shit talked to me enough, that I did text Stuart and thank him for all of his Good. help. Good, you yeah. should. Yes. I also thanked him when he was here, but I threw an extra text in there. Okay, so good. I he is a prince thought that was. Men. He is hey, a Hey, let me ask men. you a question. When was the last time either one of you cried besides not having this shit work out? <laughs> Okay, I saw that when I was, before we came in here, I was looking at yeah. what we were going to talk about. And I had to go back and think about it. 
And it was when I was married. So this was like in 2008, nine, somewhere around there. And it was over a TV show. Now, this is how broken I am. Because what were you watching? I was watching, uh, the, the show was Rookie Blue. And it was a part where a father, he was a cop. His daughter had a boyfriend. The boyfriend was dealing drugs. And the boyfriend beat up his daughter. And he went there, kicked in the door. The guy goes, I want a lawyer. He grabbed him by the hair, drug him into the bedroom, and put a gun in his mouth. And, you know, he was just going to kill him. And then the daughter was outside the door yelling, please don't kill him. Please don't ruin your life for me. Please don't kill him. And he started crying. And I bawled like a bitch. I cried. Now, I didn't cry at my father's. Wow, what does that say? I cannot wait to take this apart piece by piece. Now, I didn't cry at my dad's funeral. I didn't cry at my mom's funeral. That's what I was going to get to. How could you not? You never cried over your I, I don't. I'm broken. I cannot cry. And I think it's because when I was a kid, you couldn't cry. You couldn't. If you're a guy, you couldn't cry. You can't cry in school. You can't get upset. I used to, when I was younger, I would get so mad, I would start to cry. And then what happened was they would start making fun of me and then I would just lose my shit. So I've conditioned myself not to cry. Did you cry when you saw Rudy? No, I, oh. no. What about Lucas? What about Lucas? No. Oh. <laughs> now it was just a father protecting his daughter, and I knew exactly what. what about like, Blind Side? Oh. <laughs> no. Come on. No Blind Side. You heard no. as fuck. Come on. Yeah, I, I don't. It was the father daughter thing where the daughter was like, "Please yes, don't do this." You and, have four daughters. It makes yeah. total sense. Yeah. You have four fucking daughters. I'm making a mix for my phone that has the finale of all of the musicals that make me cry. I was in the shower the other day. What's wrong with you? I was listening to Les Mis and the finale came on when, I hate to pull a spoiler here, but Jean Valjean dies after raising this child from a dead mother who sold her hair and teeth to keep her in whatever. So this whole thing, and then, all the other dead people, like in Rent, all the people who have died throughout the course of the play come back in the end to sing a finale. And I'm in the shower, hist ugly crying. I am ugly crying in the shower. And I thought, what a fucking pussy. I cannot believe that not only am I full-blown crying in the shower, I mean, I'm totally giving into it. Like, I, it's almost like a cry I needed. It was crazy and primal. And I'm like, you know what? You did a roller coaster scream therapy wait sort like of, yes. like a whole a year, year ago. ago you're going on the exact same trip you're going to do the exact same thing i was going to talk to you about I don't that think i'm going to go to our universal this time uh, well, well you should because that scream know, therapy like if to. you listen back worked out great for you so if you get the chance to do that again that but that's kind of how i felt about crying in the shower because there's nothing you need to clean up at the end of it you're in the shower right <laughs> it's makeup's not a, already off it's gone you're starting from zero to start and you just it, it just like the the shower the heat the it was so cathartic i mean i've had those moments for like kleenex commercials or there have been commercials that have kind of what made my eyes well up but this deep cry was just so cathartic. It was amazing. I highly recommend it. You should make yourself a mix for your phone, for your iPod, for your whatever that you can listen to and just leak. Leak out your face, out your eyes, out your nose. Just a full emptying of your head. I recommend it. I think I would ugly cry if someone made me go to a musical. I think that would do it. <laughs> See, 
and that is see, I oh, completely honey. disagree with you, and yet respect your uh, respect your ability not to go there and save me that seat. That's great. I don't want you there. Also, I'm sure you would have an ugly cry if somebody made you really sit through the Oscars start to finish. Oh, good gracious! You know, it's like I love the Super Bowl. I just think that you know, I tried to watch them last night, and I just could. It's what so such pretension. I can't handle it. It's horrible. So, what did you ladies think? I think you didn't ask me when I cried. Oh. When did you last cry? <laughs> what the fuck am I here for, bitches? <laughs> I'm sorry. Listen, if you don't need me, I've got other shit to do. I've got jokes to write. I've got packing to do for Florida. I don't fucking need you people. Everybody everybody needs to Are you going to tell us when you cry? Like, you're just going to sit there and bitch at us. Everybody hurts. Um, <laughs> when did you last hurt? Everybody cries. I last cried, I think, there was a song that came on or... No, I didn't play the song. There was a song that came on that reminded me of Emily, and it was around that week that uh, be- between her birthday and my birthday, and I was just emotional and I just cried. I was in the car, and it wasn't like an it wasn't like the hard. I've not done the hard, ugly, shower, cry. exhausting cry. Oh my god! Since I was actually at Harvard, I did that. At Harvard, really? Was, that yeah, was, was just that wasn't that long ago. No, it wasn't. It was in and Nate was there. November. And Nate, was, Nate there? was there. Did he see No, it? but not when I cried. He had already left. It was at the museum. It was at the party. Oh, God. It was so terrible. I never told you about this, you guys. No. no. Oh, my God. So it was the heart. It was the Museum of Natural. No. It's museum of Art History or Natural History or something. And they had, because it was at the beginning of November, they had an entire display of Day of the Dead. And it was like a thousand candles and then pictures of all these loved ones. And then it explained like the um, tradition. And then it had pieces of paper and pencils and like a little basket. And basically, you're supposed to write a letter to your loved one to tell them whatever you want to tell them. And then you put it in a little basket. And then when they burn it, you know, it's supposed to go up to heaven. So like, I was like, fine, I'll do it. You know, Chris Kremitzos was on this side. Mark was on this side. They're both like schmoozing other people. And I'm like, all right, this will be fun. Write to Emily, put it in the fun. basket, write to my mother, put it in the basket. And then I um, and then I start to like walk around the museum. And then it just kind of like all of a sudden just hurt that I had to talk to them that way. And I started bawling, crying my eyes out. And I couldn't stop. I was like hyperventilating. So I'm now I'm like now I'm like in the corner of the museum and I and I'm trying to make out like I'm looking at the art stuff. But really, I'm just trying not but to. But your like, shoulders be seen are moving. I'm so moved just, by this art. I can't believe it. <laughs> I was trying not to be seen by anyone. And finally, I just hit like the I'm f- facing the opposite of the room back to like, you know, face to the wall, just crying, crying, crying. And then like when I can breathe for a second, I turn around to like start to go back to my friends. And Kremitzos is sitting literally right behind me on the bench like this with his arm up on the bench like this. And he didn't even look up from his phone. He just goes and pats it. So I should sit down next to him. He just kind of like went like this. And I just sat down next to him, cried on his shoulder for like five minutes. And then, uh, then we were fine. Then I was better. But that was like a. I'm, I just remembered that actually. But did you look like a raccoon afterwards? Probably. I don't know. I was drinking, so like it's hard to say. <laughs> I remember when I was in college radio, we used to have this girl, and she would come in and ugly cry like that. And she used to wear so much makeup that she looked like Tammy Faye Baker. You know, they make uh, makeup now that doesn't. Even if you cry like that, your makeup won't be at your knees. Like they you peel they it off with your fingernails. Good makeup now. Hmm. They really they don't. Do. You don't need that. But yeah, I, yeah, I, I, I didn't do it for a long time. I mean, like I cried when she died, and then. But I we're grown-ups now, right? So it, that's what it takes. Yeah, I'm dead what? inside. It takes a horrible 
tragedy to really bring you to your knees like that. Well, also, I'm I feel, you know, I think, Melissa, like this is not a a comment on any of our lives, really. But I think that when I had less to cry about, I cried more often. And now that I have more to cry about, oh, that's interesting. I interesting. I cry less often, and I think it's because like ev- everything used to hit me in a sympathetic and empathetic way, and then stuff happened to me, and now it's like if you let one tear fall, you're just broken. You can't you're just crying. Like, in the it's shower. almost like you turn into like yeah, like a puddle of goo, and you can't build the snowman back up. It's just melting, melting, melting. So like I I don't know if I try. I don't know if I'm consciously trying not to cry, but I don't like Rudy blindside like none of that stuff would get me now the way it did when i first saw it does that make sense yeah i don't even want to tell you what i did with my kids for force family fun what movie i made them watch that made me like have a like pride tear it wasn't like i'm crying but a pride tear because i wouldn't even post it but i made them watch i made them watch working girl yesterday (laughs) oh how about that not cry through working girl no but i felt empowered and i did have like a, a an emotional experience watching it because I watched it with my daughter and I want her to know that you're the one who makes things happen. Yeah. And the whole time Carly no, Simon keep talking. is singing. I'm doing it behind you. The whole time Carly Simon is singing in the background and it's it was wildly empowering. And then I thought if I had to choose between Harrison Ford and Alec Baldwin right now, I would have a different answer than the younger Harrison Ford and Alec Baldwin. Would you, ch- you know what I would choose? I would choose to go celibate between those two right now. Well, no, I would pick Alec Baldwin both times. I did Anytime. you see? Do you remember him from Working Girl? Fuck yeah, slimy cheater. Um, I don't know. Harrison Ford was Listen, pretty damn sexy in that movie. You didn't say as that character. You said Alec versus Harrison, and I'm way more attracted to Alec. I'm not attracted to that slimeball sleazebag character. That's yeah, I different. just couldn't. I couldn't get it up for oh him. Oh my god, that the Baldwins movie. are so hot. Everything about the Baldwins screams hotness. Okay, there's only one hot Baldwin. Yeah, no, and the rest three. are cheap imitation Baldwin's. Now have maybe because they're all third, old farts. They have a third of of what Alec has, so they're just cheap imitations. Um, no, Billy Baldwin's adorable. Stephen Baldwin used to be adorable. Counterfeit, counterfeit. <laughs> they are. They're desperately you trying to bust be the real on the Baldwin's. <laughs> I think what happened was when the Baldwin's, the Baldwin parents had Alec. They're like, "Wow, look at this kid. We're gonna have another one." And then Billy Let's came make out. More of those, right? And Billy <laughs> came out, and they're like, mm, "Well, maybe the next one will be better." Then Stephen came out, and then they immediately tied her tubes and said, "This is definitely going in the wrong direction." Exactly. Yeah, Alec. They grew up where I was born. They're from Massapequa, and I just, ugh, <laughs> they, they. Just one, just Alec. And even then, back then, I would have done the uh, Harrison Ford. Even though he paper. sticks up for Woody Allen? What do you think about that? Woody Allen? Is there one attractive thing he about Woody Allen? He said on Howard, no, but he said on Howard, like, you know, I refuse to ostracize Woody Allen because nothing's been proven innocent or guilty. He is married to his stepdaughter, uh, daughter. What the hell? Soon Yi. Uh, yeah, I adopted know. daughter. I know that. And you know well, what I'm do you mean? Saying, a- I mean, how creepy not proven he's married married to her married married Married. marriage is what brings us oh we're both doing two different movies today i mean how okay i know i know listen don't argue with me i'm just telling you this is what alex said on the radio yeah well i I can't he's an asshole (laughs) do you know this weekend i went over 24 hours wearing my pajamas yeah i love that it was the best day (laughs) 
it's almost as fun to shower after you do that as it is to do that because you're just like by the end of that you're just like everything is gross. I'm dirty. I'm dirty. I'm I'm so dirty. I'm marinated in my own juices long enough. It's time to cook this baby. Stuart gave me the side eye. I'm like, I'm so gross. Side eye anywhere else but here. <laughs> like I cannot even possibly entertain the thought. I'm disgusting. You saw me yesterday get into these clothes. I'm still in them and I'm going to bed now to wear them even longer. So I'm so sorry. I promise I'll shower in the morning. And then. Uh-huh. Yeah, I don't wear PJs, although I wear the same thing. I wear sweatpants and a t-shirt every day. Do you sleep? What do you sleep in? I sleep naked. Nothing. Yeah, I'm, I'm a I'm a naked sleeper. I cannot stand to sleep naked. We just were Marco Poloing with a friend of ours in Portland, and she just got. A, she was just waking up, and she's like, "Good morning, girls," because you know she's three hours earlier oh, than we are. So she, we're having our day, and it's like noon, and she's just getting out of bed. I'm like, "Are you wearing clothes?" She also sleeps naked. I'm always surprised to hear who sleeps naked. Dear listener, do you sleep naked? I do not sleep. Why? I, I don't because everything gets all bound up in the middle of the night. You know, like T-shirts all. Tw- I, I'm a mover. I move and roll around all night. Sam must love that. Well, no, she hates it. But, <laughs> you know, most of the time she's 2,100 miles away. Yeah. Most so. of the time. Aww. I don't like it. So I think I don't sleep naked because. I could spontaneous. It's not hot flashes, but my temperature changes all the time. Like I like to go to sleep all bundled up. And then I wake up in the middle of the night sweating like a dog. And then I have to be cold and I have to be hot. And like when I'm sweaty, first of all, I don't want that on my sheets. And also I don't like when I stick to myself. So like I can put a shirt underneath my boobs so I don't sweat on my own skin. It's just gross. I don't know. That's why I don't like to sleep naked. That's hot, Jess. That's hot. I didn't sleep naked when I had kids and was married. I'm trying to attract you. But now really? that I live alone. Yeah, because, you know, you don't need that. Well, right, right, right. Nobody right. needs to see their dad naked. That's horrible. Also, well, that's not for. I had an incident when my kids were little. My, my in-laws came and stayed here for a while. And my father-in-law would play with the kids. And they'd roll a ball back and forth. And they'd play like on the landing upstairs in the in the old house. And then I'm walking upstairs and my father-in-law is like sitting down. He's in boxers. They Everybody just woke up. And yeah, I mean, there was a nut view that I did not need because he was rolling the ball back and forth to Ethan. And I just saw... One of his duffel bags hanging out. I just saw more than I ever needed to see. And I think like we made eye contact after that. And I think it was... Uh, I will never mention this again if you never mention this again. And I thought, and you wear pants <laughs> or you sew up those holes. Yeah, you got to tuck in I that nut over there. I, I'm so grateful that you came and you were part of my kids' lives when they were little. Put that away. Yes. Just put that away. <laughs> Please and thank you. No one needs to see, uh, you know, nuts are the most ugliest pieces of, of body it are. part. It's like, it's like the body, it's like the body's leftovers from being created. I'm so. not going to lie. I like them. Like and I don't like them. Of- Yes, it's a, I, I like a hot po- I like a good hot pocket, Jess. I, I definitely I like them. I like the fact that they're so neatly packaged. I mean, they're so perfectly packaged and they have such an effect on the human wearing them. They have such That's a true. All powerful effect. True. So it's like it's like you're a marionette. They're you're the puppet puppet master master and they're a marionette and all you really need to do is yes, it's just Know what you're doing with that perfect package. And Talk then it's- to me in 10 years. 
I'm talking about visuals alone. I know. That's but what I'm I saying. Think, I think they're so great that I don't. I don't mind. Purpose any is different, but like the package. Like if you just like in um, Step Brothers, if you just see the piece and nothing else, you're just like, what is that? Like a growth? I have, I have seen it on that? the back of a truck. You know those? Um, yes, they look the trail- weird. That's ridiculous. Yes, because that can't give any pleasure. If John gets a scooter, I'm going to buy him those for the scooter. If you ever have to have a scooter, John, I'm going to get you balls, hairy, yes. swinging balls for the back of this. To hang off the back because you're a classy motherfucker. So my parent, wow. my in-laws came to spend time with my kids when, when they were super little. But Stuart has a coworker who had a brain tumor. His wife had a brain tumor. Can't wait to hear where this is going. Well, she had it, um, she had it removed and now she's got like a lot of therapies that she needs to do before she could have, she lost hearing in one ear. Like it's, she's a fucking trooper. So she's keeping a journal online that we get to read and on Facebook and her parents have moved in with her to help her. You know, she has to go walk outside for 15 minutes a day and she can't go alone. So they walk with her, they feed her kids. They are raising her kids when she's in bed. They have stepped up in such a way that kind of makes me jealous. So you want a brain tumor? No, oh. nor do I want my parents to move in with me. But I kind of want the situation where I am completely supported. And I don't know in how that would look for me in my life. Not A, thank God, having a brain tumor. And B, not having parents who would move up here or, or anything like that. But I thought, you know, if you really needed help, who in your life would be there to help you? No one. That is such bullshit. I would be there to help you. Why would you even say that? I'm just saying. No, no, no you wouldn't. You have five I would children. So. Yeah, you I, already I know. have your ex-wife who cleans your house, and you have five yeah, children. I, well, listen. So. I, at that point, I wouldn't be able to pay them, so they wouldn't come. All right. I would so help you. All right. I, I, she Jess would help house, me. Though. Jess would help me. Okay, but getting back to the topic at hand. First of all, that's the most pathetic thing that I've ever heard. That you want to be taken what? care of, like you have a brain tumor when you don't. No, I'm not saying I want that now. I'm saying if something horrible happens, she means if happened, she has a fucking brain tumor. I, I want to be. If you know me at all, John, you know I want to be left a fucking alone. Like if you've never, do you remember? Cancel plans are my my love language, my favorite plans. I'm sorry. I thought I heard you say I would like. I, I'm jealous that she's getting waited on and people are taking care of her kids and and feeding them and all that kind of stuff where I can just lay around. That's what you said. I just think you wanted it without the brain no, tumor and all that. Not as a luxury. No, no, that is not oh. at all what I want. That is her I, worst nightmare. She doesn't even want her children there most of the time. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> I'm saying that if something horrible happened to me, God for knock on plywood, I would be there for you. Or to you. My question is really for you, like you guys, who who's your village? Who would? Because I'll tell you, my parents aren't flying up from Florida to to take over and to do what this woman's family has done for her. Honestly, I think We've, Sam would come down. I think Sam would move down here. I really do. Um, I would say my stepmother would take a turn here. I think my step my sister in law would go above and beyond what is needed or asked of her. I think Scott's whole family looks for that opportunity to rise to that occasion. No, they do not. But the sister, but Laura does. She is there. No, she is there. She's trying. Is, she is there. She is helpful. No, but I'm just saying like, no, they, they come for the main event, but like the, you asked for my villages. That's different. Yeah. Mira, I think the mom would come for a little bit, but she's just, she's in pain all the time. She can't help that much. You know, it's um, funny that as much as you 
jostle and fight and argue with them that they're your village. How funny is that? It's interesting. Well, like I said, my stepmother, my sister would definitely come, but they, they're both far away, so it's difficult. So, mm-hmm. like, I know Laura would go out of her way to help me. Melissa would probably help me. She'd bring um, donuts. Both of you. I would help both of you, by the way. Um, I, again, Jess and I would not clean your fucking house. Yeah, so exactly. You better, we might find the money for it, but we're definitely not cleaning your house. To be honest with you, I would probably be surprised by who my... I mean, actually, I have, I have a good enough friend. I think I have enough girlfriends right now that are that have kids Isaac's age where I have a village that I don't realize only because one of us in the group has breast cancer and she you know like we've all signed up for a meal train to give her meals while she's having chemo and then at the end of it she's going to come to my house we're all gonna have wine and celebrate that she's done with chemo for the fourth time or whatever like so I feel like you know, and also like when someone's in the class like like there was another woman in the class who's younger the baby um was going through some chemo or some kind of treatment in the hospital and like right. everyone collected money and sent her like $300 worth of gift cards and shit so she didn't have to think about what she was doing in the hospital. So like I feel like I have a village without realizing it that was different from the village I had two years ago when Emily died, you know, mm-hmm. which is different than the village I had when my mom died. But yes. that also surprised you, the specific people that came out. I think I yes, would be shocked to know that it would be friends that instead of family that that did the... Why do you really? I don't know. I don't have family that would... That That's could. what I'm saying. Then why would that be shocking to you that it would be friends? I think your mother would come would up. Know that. I think your mother would move up just to torture you. No, but not if she wasn't invited, right? Or would she be invited to? I, mean, I don't, don't know. know. I'm laying in a bed. I don't know. Again, I would have it's no up control. To Stuart. I think if Stuart has any brain in his head, he would be like, why don't we see what happens and we'll get back to you? <laughs> like when I was delivering a baby and he's like, mm, we'll call you when the baby pops out and then you can come. Yeah. How about if we wait for literally anyone else to volunteer and then we'll call you back? <laughs> the baby's crowning. So maybe you should pack a bag because. <laughs> although, although, and I'm just putting this out fair, not God forbid, in case it ever happens. Oh, shut up. Um, my, when my mother got cancer, I lived two hours away and I had, you know, a seven and an eight year old and I I was, my hands were sort of tied as far as like how much I could help. And her mother, who she detested, by the way, because she batshit crazy, um, would drive down, take her to appointments, cry the whole time, drive her home. You're my baby. I can't believe this is happening to my baby. Because it's happening to you. Right. Right. Because she's right. Right. So, but through that process of her being the the village somehow by the end they had reconciled she basically had it out with her oh. like i'm not your baby stop fucking coddling me you fucking beat me to a pulp when i was a kid you know you beat me to a pulp when i was a kid i don't fucking appreciate it. don't call me your baby i'm 54 years old fuck you don't take me to another appointment and then you know it kind of it all got out finally and they were so able you're to saying i should develop something to work things out with my mom no what <laughs> No, what what I'm saying is, if that is your village, because she's your mother and she loves you, it may be annoying at first, but perhaps could work out well. Also, the bonus lesson is that my mother had a chance to die on my grandmother's birthday. So it all worked out. Oh, there's a happy ending. Literally 20 minutes in, she was like, thank God I waited. No, I mean, I just thought it was interesting because, because of course, my grandmother the whole time was like, of course she would die on my birthday. And I was like, yeah, of course she would. Because it's, it's again, about you. Yes, it's oh, she. Yeah. 
She planned No, it. I think she actually I think she she's up it. there giggling her pants off about it, to be honest. Mm. Up there. Now they're okay. both up there talking about it. You died on my birthday. There's a couple of funny things that happened after my mom died that I think she created. That was one of them. The other one was like, my mother always complained about how her sister couldn't dress her children. Like they're not never wearing the right side, never wearing the right clothes. And like my, my cousin Michael had been losing a lot of weight. He was one of the pallbearers. Oh my God, his pants fell off. Oh my God, yes. his pants fell off. Oh my God, he his got, pants fell he off. Got, he got pantsed while carrying a coffin. <laughs> He's doing the penguin. My aunt had a dart across the cemetery as fast as possible, pull his pants up and hold them up. And walk while with him. he carried. And I was like, you know my mother did that. Because that, that should is, not have happened. That is fucking hilarious. The, the first that of should all, be in a sitcom. If that it happened should. to me, I would let go of the casket. I don't care if it falls. You can't. He couldn't. I would let go of the casket and pull my I'm not doing the penguin holding on to a casket down the aisle of a synagogue. Uh, well, first of all, they were almost to where it was supposed to be. Doesn't but matter. Also, but also, I think, you know, they he was they were young. They were, like, maybe in their 20s, maybe a little younger, like teenagers. And, like, probably this is the only time they've worn a suit in 20 years. But you should know how to use a belt. So he was probably scared shitless to stop what he was doing and pull his pants up just because it was, like, also my father was a pallbearer. And, like, you know, it was, like, it was just awkward. The problem is when you've lost weight, what happens is you still have the belly. You still have the, like the, the, your belly is still, right. it's you still not as big. You still have to get your pants around here, but yeah. there's nothing here to hold it up. I know. When you lift something up, you suck your stomach in because that's your muscles. You suck your stomach in to lift it up. Right. And when he sucked his stomach in, his drawers fell down. <laughs> and of course, he wasn't wearing a belt because of course my mother was right and she could not dress her children to save her life. That's so hilarious. it was like, yeah, he wasn't wearing a proper belt. The shirt was probably too small. The pants were probably too big. My That's mother hilarious. gave her shit every time. I, I know, love that story. Place. I love that right. story. We got a little off track. Huh. But I want to go back to, if you don't mind, can I go back to, if it's not, is it okay, sure Melissa, show. if you talk about love languages Do just it. for a minute? Okay. So I, I love languages, just for people who are listening that don't know, love language, you should you should find out the, who the people you're closest to, what their love language is, because if you want to show them how to ha, um, love... There's a very specific way people like to receive love. And often in a marriage, you are showing the person love the way you need to receive it, not the way they need to receive it. So, for example, I'm a person who likes I'm, I'm a words of affirmation person, which means if you compliment me, I'm happy. I don't need anything else. I don't need presents. I don't whatever. I just want a nice word. So when I see Scott, I'm like, you look so cute today or honey, I love you. And he's just like, Fuck whatever. You. like he doesn't care. Well, it's just not his, but then he'll do the dishes or take the, you know, her do a chore and he'll be like, I did the dishes. And I was like, and because his love language is acts of service. Correct. So in truth, he should be complimenting me and I should be doing shit for him. But that's just, sorry, but that's just the way it works sometimes. So this is kind of a hard concept to explain, but I found, I found a, um, a graphic that really helps explain it. So here it goes. The five love languages as referred to by tacos. Oh, now words you got of my affirmation. Attention. Okay. Now you can tell me which one's your first and your second preference. All right. Words of affirmation. Your tacos are delicious. Acts of service. I made you some tacos. Receiving gifts. Here's a taco. Quality time. Let's go out for tacos together. Or, Physical touch, let me hold you like a taco. Now, which one of those do you prefer? I like them all. 
and no, I, I know we and all I like tacos. <laughs> but if you want to be, but if Stewart is trying to say, which one of these things can I do to really show Melissa how much I love her? What's the thing you prefer? Make you a taco, hand you a taco, go out with him for tacos. I mean, it's like Jessica. You know, if I tell you that my answer is he would make me a taco, he would eventually make the taco wrong, and then it would not work out well for him. So that poor, <laughs> I, poor man. But is the question if he wants to show you love, should he do a chore for you or should he just hand you a present? I mean, some people just like presents. Jess, didn't you hear what she said? No matter what he does, it's not enough and she will find fault in it. It's not that it's not enough. It would just probably be wrong. No, she's <laughs> saying acts of service is not her thing. If Stuart wanted to give you a nice anniversary present, would he buy you something, take you on a trip, tell you you're pretty and how much he loves you? So for me, I'm trying to figure out where or I do you want sex. For me, it's a it's a thoughtful thing. It's not a put stuff in your shopping cart and I'll buy it for you. Or it's not the day before so the holiday. Service. But it's not the day before a holiday. It's the thought of service. Like it's the thought of me with with time. Like two days before Valentine's Day, it's like I got to get her a gift. Uh, okay, I don't want you to go get me a gift. That's not going to tell me you love me because it's. But what Tuesday. if he finished the deck? Then you would feel loved. I would drop dead from a heart attack. Wait, what? Okay, but, you, but that's the kind of thing I'm talking about. Like you would prefer an act that's thoughtful pre- over a present. I would prefer a thoughtful act or verbiage or anything thoughtful, like vows or anything planned, like anything that has time, action plus time, or not even action, but thought plus time. Like he's given something. Forget anniversaries. Let's talk about what on about a daily you? basis. It's not Wait. this isn't working for me. What about you? I am someone where on a daily basis, I would be I don't care if he does dishes for me. I don't care. I mean, like, I know we talked about like their jobs and stuff. But how does it fit into tacos with you? I Which feel taco are you? Loved if he can just look at me and remember to say, You look so cute today, or I'm so happy you're here. Which or, taco is that? I love you. It is your tacos are delicious. Your tacos are delicious. Yeah, you okay. look like my favorite taco. But this isn't just for Scott. Like <laughs> it also applies you. to Elsie. It applies to you guys. Mm-hmm. It applies to Mark. Like Mark is a let's go out for tacos. And I can see that he is. I mean, we talked about it first of all. But also I can see that because anytime he he like we have an exchange with someone via email, he finds out if they're going to be in Florida then goes, I'll buy you a beer in Orlando, which means I like you. I want to spend time. You know, that's his way of saying to someone, I like you. Not I'll buy. I mean, it's not more I want to give you a beer and it's not. I'll give you a hug. Like some people are like, I say things like, I can't wait to give you a hug in Orlando. Not I want to buy you a beer because I don't care about spending time with people, but I do like hugs. <laughs> do you know it's what I all mean? about me. All right. John, so what about you, John? What about you? Uh, I like acts of service and words of kindness. They're my two. I don't want you to buy me anything. Uh, you know, uh, I was, I dated a, a girl one time and this is how I found out about love languages was because she was a buy me a gift person. So she was constantly buying me things and I didn't care. And she's like, I bought you this. I bought you that. I'm like, yeah. And so then we got into the love language thing and we found out that she likes gifts, gifts. and I like the other. And then so she's the most common thing in relationships. Yeah. So then when we did that, we started to get along a little bit better. And then she went batshit crazy and we broke up. But besides that, it was where <laughs> I found out about turns. that. Yeah, I found out about that. And it is a good, I mean, I with Samantha, we did the love language. I made her take the love language quiz so I knew what her pleasure points were. Yada, yada. He said, Pleasure. What point. is she? Well, she is more of a acts of service, uh, words of kindness. Yeah. So you guys okay. Are similar. 
Yeah. So when she came here for the week she came here, the one day she got up, she goes, oh, you know what? I'm going to just clean your house. And I was like, wait a minute, exactly. I pay for that. And so, no, but she got up and she went through this house. And I mean, she cleaned everything. She got the, she did the baseboards. I mean, she tore everything out. She found an earring and a hair tie. And she's like, what are these? And I said, hey, listen, I lived here a lot longer before I was going out with you. So now if you come back and find them again, I'm in trouble. But right now you got to let it go. But I mean, she just did that. It was an act of service, you know, to yeah, tell me how much sweet. she cares about, me, which was great. It is sweet. And, and I, I bought like her that. lunch. It's a good match. So, um, <laughs> so, like, I would like to think, you can tell me if I'm wrong, but as a friend, I feel like, I feel like I've, I've done okay with the acts of service with you. Like, I literally just bought him a book while we were waiting for you to get your shit together. But it is gifts, but, like, I don't just buy you gifts because I see you. Like, I bought him a book about late night comedy writing or like because you the, thought the, of him with or the... like the comedian that he loves or like, you know, money to travel or, you know, like one time we. Yeah, a, whatever. There's just stuff. I think we're pretty good about that. Oh, yeah, you guys, you are uh, the book with uh, Jeff Ross, the roast roast the comedy yes. roast book. That was great. That was fantastic. I also think that, I mean, this is just from knowing you, I can tell you're pleased when we say what a great editor you are at the end, or if anytime I throw you a compliment, you're always just like, hee, 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 like I can tell you like it. I do like that. I'm not going to lie. Yes. What about you, Missy? Okay, so back to you. No, no, no. My thing was, is thought and time. Like that's the, I didn't really hear it. I actually would say, Melissa, just from knowing you, when Melissa wants to show me love, she asks if we can meet at the diner. So it's a meeting. So it's time. I think she's, for her, at least for friendships, it's time. Maybe because you're married to someone, you want them to do some fucking shit for you once in a while. That's different. (laughs) But like, at least for me, she doesn't, I mean, you compliment me, I guess when you think I need it, but like your way of saying, I like Jessica, let's, you know, it's usually let's meet, let's have donuts, let's have coffee. Yeah, she supported you when you went to go do stand up for the first time. She was there. And I came right. out, you know, I came out and we did that. And then when I was going to do, she was ready to go home and get in her night pants. And then I'd signed up and then she had to wait for me. So she next supported. time I decided yes. to wear my night pants. But that's there, her way of loving you, though, because right. I guess that's her way of wanting to be loved. Show up for me. Mm-hmm. Show up for me. I'll right? show up for you. Yes. But that's not one of those. So usually languages. you do the. It is. You do. You, people usually do the thing they want the most. So I often tell people nice things about themselves because I'm a fucking egomaniac. <laughs> Dear listener, what is your love language and how do you yeah. express it or hope it comes back at you? Which taco Which scenario taco is scenario? Yeah. I have one more thing I do want to discuss with you. Okay. Lady and gentleman and dear listeners, do you collect anything? Are you a collector? Did you collect anything so when you were funny younger? you bring this up. What, what, what have you, you collected? I used to collect stuff, but I... What it, stuff? Well, when I was a kid, I used to collect pictures of race cars, and I used to go, when I would go to a, a new track, I would always get the program, you know, so I always had the program of where I was, so I could always go back and look and say, oh, yeah, back in so that's 78, I went to here. you. Yes. Right, but sentimental then, to you, but totally fucking worthless. Yeah, because I just, <laughs> I, I gathered, at one day, I just gathered, I was moving, I gathered all that shit up and threw it right in the trash can. Exactly. Everything, totally everything. fucking worthless. Could care less. Okay. Wow. Yes. All right. So, so, but it had total meaning to you because that's something like for me, I collected playbills for all the plays I had seen. Totally fucking worthless. And then I got autographs on those playbills. So maybe they had a little more value, but a playbill's worth mm, barely the paper it's printed on. Oh, you don't do musicals um, or plays. Right. So, similar. um, So, Jess, what, what have you, John, wait, John, do you have other things? 
I used to collect my, I used to keep my uh, concert ticket stubs. I threw them in okay. the trash with the, I purged one day when I was moving from one place to another. And I said, you know, I'm not taking this crap with me anymore. And all that sentimental stuff just took off. I just, I just threw it all out. And none of them had like artist signatures or no, no autographs. No, or- but you know, it's really weird. Like I went to see the who in 1982 at John F. Kennedy stadium. That was their farewell tour in 1982, you know, so, but they've, you know, they toured after that. But I mean, stuff like, I mean, the John F, the JFK stadium's not even there anymore. So, you know, stuff like that would have been neat to hold on to. For you. Yeah, for me. I would, I went to okay. see the group Babies, the Babies with John Waite back in, oh God, it was been like early, early 80s at the Tower Theater. And then they broke up and then the, the piano player and the guitar player went to Journey. So stuff like that. You are, you are a musical history. Jessica, did you collect or save or, yeah, collect anything or do you still? When I was a kid, I think now that this question has come up, I'm remembering that I was might have been a little obsessive, actually. I collected smelly stickers. Scratch and sniff? I collected, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Garbage Sticker Pail book. Kids. Sticker book. Yeah, sticker book again. Did you collect, gar- I mean, Garbage Pail Kids were like playing cards. Yep, so. they sure were. Of the ugliest Cabbage Patch Kids. That the most disgusting, revolting things that they could ever I'm sure our up. listeners remember those. I did all kinds of stickers. Also, okay, and then as I grew older, I started collecting posters of boys all over my room, like teen, like teen, teen heartthrobs? Beat, okay. Tiger Beat posters. Who were the guys? And then, Who were the guys? Uh, Rob Lowe. Rob Lowe. I did have Rob Lowe, Kirk Cameron. Oh, gross. <laughs> Um, I know, but we before, didn't know he was so outrageous then. I know. Ricky Schroeder was one of my favorites. John that's Schneider. R- that's Rick Schroeder to you now. Now? Rick. Uh, I'm trying to think who else. I think that I had a poster of The Outsiders. Oh, that's the best one. That's all of them. Yeah. Yeah, it was all of them. I wasn't um, allowed to put up a poster of Farrah Fawcett because her nipples were too erect. My mom was... You, my mom you weren't was a, allowed? No, I they had... They were obscene nipples. It's like she... They're like devil's horns. Is that in the, the red bathing suit? That <laughs> yes, one, the red. I sounded really. I just sounded like a Bible beater just then. Yeah, we went yeah, to a place. You already said Kirk Cameron, and all of a sudden you swallowed that. Yeah, I, I, I went to the mall and I found the poster and I brought it home and I put it on my wall. My mom walked in and she went, "Oh my god, get that off the wall!" I'm like, "Why?" She goes, "It's, it's obscene." Yeah, and, and I go, "Why?" She goes, "Because of her nipples." Yeah, like, that's my favorite. Part. But mom, that's my favorite part. Is she dead yet? <laughs> yes. Yeah, Jeez. they were gross then. They're not still gross. Well, they probably are still gross. Anyway, um, I had a huge picture of Jim Morrison on my on my in my oh. room too. Huge. Um, and then later, when I got into high school, I started collecting like silly stuff, and it would either be placed on my wall, like my Rose from Homecoming, or like you know, I would collect like goofy shit. Totally um, fucking worthless. Yeah. For yeah, for like um, boyfriends and stuff, I would have like a box per boyfriend with like stuff in it, and then. Um, <laughs> A lot of boxes. I and then like this is also before it's like me with dog ashes, her with boyfriends. <laughs> before digital photography, I would make you know like books of like times that I had, and then in there would also be concert tickets with the pictures from the concert. Pre yeah, kind of. Yeah, yeah, pre yeah, and then um, also I had big books of quotes. So when I found a funny quote or a lyric that I liked, I would write it down. And then I had like, you know, books of quotes that I could like go through and be inspired by or laugh at. They also had some diary entries of boyfriends uh, in years gone by. So when I married Scott, I kind of threw them away. But I wish oh, that's now a that good, I had. No, nah, it's a good call. 
Really? That's a good it was re- The poetry I was writing was really melodramatic. So I just kind of was like, no one needs to ever see this. That's age appropriate, though. Yeah, I was like 16, 17. I got to tell you something. When I was married and my ex-wife found my photo albums, she found my photo albums and they had pictures of old girlfriends in there. She threw them all out. And yeah. I was furious. Scott didn't like me having furious. I think that's kind so of I, crazy. I have something yeah, I I'd like, like to start all. collecting. I've been thinking about starting a collection, two collections. They're both ridiculous. One, I'm going to see if my story can talk you out of it. But go ahead. What are they? So the first thing is teacups. I don't know why, but I like these dainty little China. right out of the king's hand, fussy, glittery, like flowery teacups. And I have a few for my grandmothers. And then the other thing is when I was in Austin, Texas, when we were at um, our friend's baby shower, in a thrift shop, I found um, 10-gallon hat salt and pepper shakers. That's adorable. And it, it turns out that on eBay, if you type in kitsch, kitschy salt and pepper shakers, there's so much good stuff in there, man. It's unbelievable. So I want, I want like little piggies where you like pour it out the snout. Like I just, I think I might start collecting salt and pepper shakers. Just Why for don't you just announce now that you are collecting that and see what rolls in for you? If anyone would like to send me those, I like them. Ugh. Okay. But you don't okay. have to. Again, totally fucking worthless. I have a list of for you wow. of things. Not a very long list, but things. Sort of feel that, like saying fuck you, but I'm not sure why that was insulting. So so you know how you collect things because someday they're going to be worth something? Like yes. I had a no. Charlie's Angels lunchbox and I thought this lunchbox is going to be worth a fucking fortune. And then my mother threw it away. But she threw it away because my Smurf collection was inside of it. And inside of my other lunchboxes that I was saving, because they were metal and they were awesome and they had the original thermos with it, which uh, if you look on eBay, they are hundreds of dollars now that you could get for my $7.99 lunchbox. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I had Smurfs and she threw them all away. By the way, Smurfs are worth more now than than they were then. Original Smurfs. Mm -hmm. Smurfs are worth worth more than Bitcoin right now. Oh, that's really sad. All right, so here's a list of the worthless collections that people were confident would be worth money. The things you guys named, you never thought were going to be worth something in the end. You always knew this is so meaningful to me. That's why I'm saving it. This is a Marie Kondo thing where if you picked it up, it sparks joy for you. These collections could spark joy, but they are worth shit. And these people definitely thought they were going to make a fortune on collecting these. Number one, Beanie Babies. Yep. Any- That's the first uh, one I thought of. I laugh in the face of those collectors. Do you remember Beanie Babies? Of course. They and were ca- so fucking annoying. Uh, next is Cabbage Patch Kids. Well, when I was eight, my mother had to stand in line in like 45 minutes away to get us one for Hanukkah. Yes, both me yes, and my sister. yes. And we couldn't pick them out. And I was very irritated because mine was blonde. And she didn't look like me. And, and, and Dana was even madder because hers was bald. She was furious. But she got a preemie? Yeah, she was so angry because we both wanted like, you know, ones that look like us, like American girl, but it doesn't matter anyway. Yeah. So those dolls, uh, do you remember the name of your blonde one? Oh, yeah, of course. Her, her name was Rabina Deanna. Rabina Deanna. I had a, I asked for a boy. And did yours have the hard face or the soft face? Hard face. Mine had a soft face. The oh, original the originals. Ones. Yeah. And then I, and then I got a, a coos. What was the name of the pet? A coosh? 
It was like a cabbage patch kid, but a pet. His name was Zinny, and he was pink. It was so bizarre. Yeah, my parents were done. That 45-minute wait, that seven-hour wait 45 minutes away, they did too, and they were not fucking doing that again. So yeah, I didn't get the pet. Hold on. I got to find out what the pet's name is. What the fuck were they called? You look that up. The next one uh, that people are collecting, knowing that this collection is going to be worth a fortune, is Disney VHS tapes. Oh my God. What? Kusa. Kusa, Kusa, the Kusa. The Kusa. I'm going to put a link in the chat here. In here. Okay. How about here? The next one on the list is anything from the Franklin Mint. People are like, oh, this coin, this whatever, anything that the Franklin Mint puts out is never going to be worth more than you've already paid for it. If anything, it might be worth less. Oh, you know what I did collect was um, when they changed the quarters where they had the back of the states. By I the tried states, to- yeah. I tried to get all 50 states, and I got like 42 or something, and I got pissed off and spent them. John, Mm -hmm. you can still get those, and I happen to have a map that holds all of those quarters. Yeah, I had it. And if you want it, you had it already? You know what? I don't care. All right. Right. So anything for the Franklin Mint. How about, all right, this one I take issue with, but the Happy Meal toys. Remember when the Happy Meals would come out, and they would have not one of Mickey or four Mickeys and all of his friends, and you got to, I collected the the glasses, the drinkware, and it has, I have one Beauty and the Beast, one one uh, Peter Pan. Like, I have the whole collection. They're downstairs, and we use them. So they're fading wish, and old, but I love them. I wish that we that I could get the McDonald's, like, glasses that they used to do. I love those glasses. I use those every day. If I didn't use them, I they'd look much them. better, but I, wonder I if use I, them. Let me look on eBay to see if you can even find them. McDonald's They're going to be a fortune. But but you know, like the little, the smaller, the figurines, they are completely worthless. And this is due, what's that, Antiques Roadshow? People went to Antiques Roadshow with all of these collectibles. I'm oh, really no. not. Here, three vintage McDonald's glasses, Grimace, Ronald, Big Mac, they're $28 for three. It's not, that it's not big. That's, That's not, not that much. Oh, my God. Here's the great Muppet caper, and it's $2.25. Get it. Get it. Get it. I'm getting it. I love those. I was oh kind of teasing. Okay. I'm telling I you that all of these things. I used to drink these when I was a kid. What do you mean you were teasing? I'm telling you that all of these things have 0.0% value. Zero. Can't you just enjoy them? Zero. What the yes. fuck? And that's why I use them and don't showcase them somewhere in my... Metal lunchbox. Okay, the next God, one's Hummel figurines. John, do you know what a Hummel figurine is? It's okay no, if you don't. No. Hallmark, the Hallmark store had all these little figurines that look like angels, round face kit. Zero point zero. Value, nothing. My mom used to collect those snow babies. I don't know. They're like snow babies. They're glass things. They're snow angels. Snow angels? Snow angel babies? Puppy, angel babies makes me sad. Muppet puppet babies? <laughs> that's much better i love muppet the muppet babies. babies me too we're doing it just for you i loved the muppet they, babies. they have a new show that's that actually i can't handle it okay hummel figurines are nothing they have no value model train sets well uh, i think to people I model they, train sets they said do not keep their value and okay. um non-original baseball cards or or yeah. Sport trading cards have no value other than what you paid for them. Unless, of course, kind of like vinyl. Vinyl has no value either other than the sticker price unless it's an original Beatles LP that you have. Norman Rockwell plates. You know those, you know how he had like uh, Saturday Evening Post or all those those plaques and plates? They have no value. They'd like you to know that. Pogs. Anybody collect Pogs? I remember those, no, but no. I remember those too. I didn't collect them either. Pokemon cards. They're 
they will laugh at you at Antiques Roadshow. If you bring them any of these collections, they will say, out, out, damn spot. You have nothing, nothing I could ever use. Uh, comic books that are not vintage have Worthless. no value other than face value of what you paid for them. Useless. But again, I think that's just for enjoyment. Mostly. For your personal enjoyment. No, you know, not there, mine. There was this game called Magic the Gathering. It's a card game. And yes. they bring out these decks. And they seem to be worth. They seem to hold their value. And do those decks change? Do they add like new adventures? Because I yeah. watch The Big Bang Theory and it seems that they would love that. If they don't already, it's amazing, play it. yeah. And you know, there's tournaments. Those guys actually have tournaments where they go and they play tournaments for thousands of dollars. It's I'm crazy. surprised that took. It went to compete with Dungeons and Dragons, and it did. Like it was real. Like it. I think it's actually better than Dungeons and Dragons. There's actually a couple podcasts out about Magic: The Gathering. It was so funny. I had first when I was at, first started editing. One of my first clients was a a guy who played that and went to tournaments and everything. And when we we first started talking about it. it took like two episodes for me to figure out it was actually a card game i had no idea what the guy was talking about and you don't i mean what do you think of that i don't want to be that judgy what do you think of that i think if you enjoy doing that and it's almost it's a game of uh skill and it's a game you know i i don't have any problem with it if you guys want to if you guys people want to get together and have a card game and throw money in the pot and do that i have no problem with that at all so you're putting it on the same scale of i have a weekly poker game Sure, absolutely. Yeah, poker tournament okay. or something like that. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Uh, the last ones are anything from the royal family. Any commemorative anything. Yeah, the plates and shit. Any royal terrible. commemorative have zero value. So Star terrible. Wars toys, they also have zero value. The rest are very trivial and nobody would really know them. I got to be honest with you. I think that those toys would have value nowadays with podcasts and how niches really get down you can find your people i think you could if you saved and collected them and want to get rid of them you could find buyers that found value in that where you could get more money than you would if you just tried to sell them anywhere else on ebay or something like that right so you're saying ebay is your platform yeah. for that because people who who like you know when an old person dies and these there are people who go into your home and they value things and sometimes they buy them and sometimes you can post them but as far as the Antiques Roadshow goes, they're telling you that all of those things have no financial value, but what you're saying is it still has nostalgic value for someone else. You have a shared past, a shared experience. Jessica is buying cups right now. She's buying drinkware on eBay because she shares that same... I'm not, but I do love the idea of that. Nostalgic. I, I, do, I just want them. I've always wanted them. My sister-in-law goes to yard sales, and what she looks for is old dolls. And she knows about old dolls and she'll find one that's just laying there that needs maybe a little bit of repair. And it's like this really uh, famous dollar. It's very, it's valuable. And she'll buy it for like $2, go home, clean it up, fix it and put it in eBay. And she sold one the other day for $200. That's crazy. Yeah. And amazing because people don't know the jewels that they have. Exactly. And she just goes and she finds this and she's get, she'll get it for like a dollar, sell for 70 She'll get one for the, and she, she makes, it's actually like a side job for her. It's like a little side business she has. She makes pretty good money at it because she knows all Don't about knock them. the hustle. That's exactly right. My brother used to do that with cars, or I guess still does do that with cars. People just are getting rid of cars or selling cars. He'll buy it. He'll clean it up and he'll flip it, wrap it up. Rub it down. Flip, flip it, it. Rub it down. Speaking oh, no. of that, are we done? Yeah, I think we should probably, we can probably. Yes. Yeah, I'll move. I'll move. Move it on up. 
to the east side okay thank you guys so much for listening to today's show please give us feedback on the stuff we asked you about whether or not you have a what's your love language what do you collect what are your spouse's jobs we want to hear from you brilliantobservations at gmail.com you can also find us on facebook instagram and twitter at listen brilliant our show notes are going to be at brilliantobservations.com thank you guys so much for listening no more poo pictures no No more poo poo pictures but you can tell us all about your poo experiences we love poo stories we certainly do thanks guys um thank you guys so much Bye. bye bye that's it we're just getting into it